It's good to see you lovely faces. You're all some amazing guys and ladies and mothers and fathers. So I just want to commend you guys and just bless you guys this morning. Amen. Amen. Now I'm a little bit tired, so my accent might be a little bit thicker this morning. I'm just giving a heads up warning. I promise you I'm speaking complete English. <laughs> and if these words that get muffled, just allow the Holy Spirit to interpret for you. He definitely is a pretty good interpreter. So I'm just going to pray and then get going and just see what the Holy Ghost has for us this morning. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for this time, for this moment. Thank you that we gather here, that we can be together um, as saints, as sons and daughters of yours, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for making this possible. Thank you for your precious blood, Lord. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in us, leading us to all truth, and all is being present in all the meetings that we have, individually and corporately. So we just invite heaven and the atmosphere of heaven. We invite your very presence, Father, the presence of your heart. And let our hearts be open that we may understand, we may hear that which you have to say. So help us, Holy Ghost. And we all say it. Amen. 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 So there we go. Y'all in trouble, man. I have 50 minutes. No, I'm not going to do that. Byron, Byron will be mad at me. So here it is. Um, so what I want to share is something that, uh, that the Lord has been speaking to me about for the last few weeks. And that's the only way I normally love to speak. If something, if the Lord gives me something, that's the only time I really want to release something, you know, because I feel like there's substance in it. <clears throat> you know, and you know, one of the things that, that the father loves, he loves to share his heart. Okay. He's very invested in us, so much so that he wants to share the secrets of his own heart with us, okay? And, uh, and when Jesus said himself, okay, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said that these words that I speak are not my own, but my Father's words. So anytime I refer to the Father, just remember the Father and the Son are one, and the Holy Spirit are one. Okay, so don't get confused when I go back between Jesus and the Father and all that stuff. Okay, because whatever words Jesus spoke in the Bible itself were the very Father's words from his very heart. Okay, so, so one of the things that, uh, that I was sensing the last few weeks was the Father's heart to want to really um, visit us. Okay, in different ways. Sometimes suddenly, okay, so when you hear this testimony, take it for yourself, okay? It doesn't mean that I'm special or that I get special privileges. It just means that the Father loves me, and he wants to share his heart with me, and I'm more than happy to accommodate that, okay? So, now one thing that Jesus said in the Word was this, okay? This is from Luke 8. And Jesus was talking to his disciples. Okay. And he said, his disciples asked him, what? Um, ask him what this parable meant. Okay. And he replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom. Okay. You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. 
Now, you're familiar with the story. I'm not going to try to go through all the scriptures before that. Okay, and I'm using the New Living Translation, so I don't know. It might be a little bit different for you. Okay. So, and Jesus himself was revealing something to his disciples at that very moment. It's interesting how he loves speaking in parables. Okay. You ask him a question, and he replies with a story. Okay. And one of the things the Holy Spirit was telling me recently was, you know, the reason that Jesus would do that is because there's something about stories that last with you longer. Okay, that will penetrate your heart. And also in those parables, I call them parable stories, is the unique thing is this. When the father wants to share his very heart, he will speak to us in a parable form. Okay? Sometimes it might be hard for us to understand what he's saying at that very moment. But the good news is this. We are permitted to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. Amen? Okay, we're permitted. No matter, even if at that very moment you might not fully understand what that might mean. But the Holy Spirit is more than happy to explain to you what those stories mean. Okay? So just go with me on this one. Now, what the Father has been speaking to me lately also is this. The word compassion. Okay, you've read that over and over again in the word, right? Over and over, you see in different places where you, where you see that word compassion, 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 compassion. And there was this instance in the word where there was this teacher of the law that was asking Jesus questions. Okay, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And obviously, Jesus replies and said, what does the law say? And he was very well versed in the law. He said, love the law with everything you got. And love your neighbors, you love yourself. And the guy replies to Jesus, well, you know, they go through the whole conversation back and forth. And finally, the guy asked Jesus, who's my neighbor? Okay, who's my neighbor? And at that very moment, Jesus takes an opportunity to reply to the guy using a parable. Okay? And in that parable that he was telling the, the teacher of the law, he was revealing the father's heart of what that meant. Those two commandments. Because everything else is hang on those commandments. To love the Lord with all you got and to love your neighbor as yourself. So here's what Jesus says, okay? Jesus replied with a story. This is from Luke 10, starting from verse 30. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to the Jericho. And he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him off his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed by. A temple sister walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. 
The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bills runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I'm here. So in that part, okay, I'm sure the guy was going, can you like explain plainly what, what you're saying to me at this very moment? Okay. But at the same time, <clears throat> he was inviting the teacher of the Lord to go deeper. Okay. It was an invitation. It was an invitation to get to know the father's heart just a little bit more. Because in that particular story itself, when he talks about our, the word that stuck out to me was our compassion. Because he saw the part, he saw the guy laying there and he said he had compassion on him. And that compassion itself was manifested in such a way that he took absolute full responsibility for that guy. Okay? Took full responsibility for the guy himself. Put his own money, put him up, took care of him, said that he would even pay extra. Okay, from that story you can tell he doesn't know the guy. Okay, the Samaritan doesn't know who this guy was laying there on the side of the road, bleeding, half dead. But he took the time to do all these other things for him. And at that very moment, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about the Father's heart. Okay, there's different parts in Scripture in the Old Testament. Okay, where the Father sometimes reveals to Israel as an infant that is left on the side of the road bleeding with the umbilical cord hanging out. And nobody wanted you, but I came and I saw you and I picked you up. And I made you my own. And throughout scripture, you will see how the father himself describes his own heart about compassion. Okay, so let's look at, uh, uh, let's look at Exodus. Okay. Let's look at Exodus 34, starting from verse 6. And what I'm going to read, I'm going to read a few scriptures here. So that you can see how the Lord sees himself. And what is in the Father's heart himself about this word compassion. It says, the Lord passed in front of Moses calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I'm slow to anger and I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Then when you go to Isaiah 49, starting from verse 13. It says, sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst in song, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people, and he will have compassion on them in their suffering. And as I'm reading this, think about the Good Samaritan story that Jesus was telling the teacher of the law. And the disciples are also listening to the same story that this guy was. So keep that in mind as I'm reading this. And then Hosea 11.8 says, Oh, how can I give you up, O Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you like Adma or demolish you like Zebulun or Zeboim? My heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. And each one of those, you start seeing something forming of the Father's heart. You start seeing something of how the Father's heart is towards us. 
Okay. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get deeper into this in a little bit. And then Zechariah ten six goes on and says, I will strengthen Judah and save Israel. I will restore them because of my compassion. Okay. It will be as though I never rejected them, for I am the Lord their God who will hear their cries. Moving on. Now I'm gonna go into the New Testament, okay, with the very words of Jesus. It says, when, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Matthew 14, 14 says, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. And that's where he fed 5,000. Moving on to Mark 1, 7 from verse 40. 42. It says, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you're willing, you can help me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared, and the man was healed. Go on to Luke 7, starting from verse 11 to 15. It says, soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Do not cry, don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up, began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. So in each one of those, you see, whenever our compassion comes up, okay, sometimes we confuse it with maybe just empathy, you know what I mean? Like he just feels sorry for us, okay? Maybe that's why he wants to do something. Because he feels sorry. He looks at you and says, I, mean, I feel sorry for that dude, man. I'm going to help him. But I think that diminishes. It really diminishes the power of what that really is. Okay? I had this encounter with the Lord. This was a few weeks ago. And in this encounter, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I do when I, when I can't sleep at night is I soak in the word. Okay, I've been doing that for the last maybe five or six years. It doesn't matter. Even if I messed up in my mind, I just soak in the word. So this one night, I was just soaking. And you know how you kind of zone in and out, kind of go in between sleep, you know? And you doze off and then you get up and it's like you're somewhere down in Luke 13. You're not even sure how you got to Luke 13. <laughs> you're like, I'm not sure I got the Lord, but hey, hopefully the first 13 first chapters got in there. <laughs> I was not, I was kind of out of it. But, so this one night I was doing the same thing. And I was just laying there, started dozing off. And the next thing I know, okay, well maybe it was not dozing, well I can't remember, I felt like I was fully aware of everything. The next thing I know, I found myself in this Middle East village. Okay, and I was listening to the Gospel of Matthew actually that night. So I found myself in the middle of this village. There's all these Middle East people everywhere. And then in the midst of the crowd, you see all these other 
people that I knew, like I understood, they were Jesus' disciples. Okay? They were in the midst of the crowd, and they were going around helping the sick, healing the sick, okay, feeding people. I mean, you name it. They were just all over the place just doing stuff. And from the corner of my eye, you know, I catch a glimpse of the Lord, and he starts walking towards me just really gracefully. And he gets right next to me, and I look at him, and he goes, Whatever you do to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Just like that. Whatever you do to the least of these, you've done it unto me. And then immediately, there's something about when you're with the Lord. It, it's like things in you start opening up. Like you start understanding stuff that you never did before. Okay? It's like when, when he says in the word, like those the road to Emmaus experience with those two disciples. When he said, didn't our hearts burn when he opened the scriptures to us? You know what I mean? Um, and then uh, there's another part where it says, and he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So there's something when you're in his very presence. He, he, he's like revelation himself. Okay? It, it's not like he gives revelation. He's revelation. So when he... When you come around him, all of a sudden, everything about you opens up. It's like you understand that he's the creator. He created you. He knows you well. He knows you deeply. Like you understand all these things without any words spoken from him. And then, so my heart started opening up. And the thing that he started talking me about without even using words was the word compassion. But when he said that word compassion, is all of a sudden, like my understanding was quickened. And I understood when he says in the word that he had compassion on people. Or any time in the Old Testament, whenever the father describes himself and says, I'm the compassionate one. Literally what that means is, I'm absolutely identifying with you fully. I'm absolutely identifying with you fully. It's not that I empathize with you. It's not that I feel sorry for you. I absolutely understand what you're going through because I'm going through it with you. There's no separation. Like at all. Like there's no, it's, I was saying, I was asking the Holy Spirit, how, how do I even explain that? Like how do I even, how do I tell that to people? Like how, wh- how do you explain that? And I'm going to give you some few scriptures, you know, that, that the Holy Spirit was showing me. You know, but that compassion thing, it's like, it's like I started understanding Isaiah 53 in a whole new way. Where it says that he took our infirmities, that our sins were put upon him. Like all those things started making sense. Now, it didn't make sense in the, in the, in the logical part. It was like a deeper understanding deeper intimate understanding that every sin that I've ever committed he's felt it he's felt the guilt of it the shame of it the bondage in it does that make sense it's kind of hard to explain but but he's felt it like he he's felt it he said he who knew no sin became sin for us 
It's not like just somebody took sin and put it on him. He's like he identified with it in such a way he knew how terrible it was. That he was willing to lay his life to break that off of us. He was willing to lay down, I mean to, to lay down his own life so that we can actually be a brand new people. Okay, not a restored people, but a brand new people, like a brand new creation. Lord, help me this morning. Gosh, Lord, help me. It's like I start understanding that this is all just in that encounter. Just start understanding when he told Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Okay, Saul was not necessarily going after Jesus. He was going after his followers. But Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh, Lord. He said, why do you persecute me? That has to do with him identifying with you and understanding all the things you're going through and literally walking in your shoes that he himself will say, if you touch him, you're touching me. If you persecute him, you're persecuting me. It's not like you're over here and he's over here and he's empathizing over you. No, he's sitting with you in the same place that you're sitting. And he's fully feeling everything that you are absolutely feeling at that very moment. I'm just asking the Holy Spirit, help me, because I'm like, how do I get this out completely? It's, you know, you know, time-wise, I don't have a whole lot of time, <laughs> you know, to like really marinate all of it with you guys. But when you read that word compassion, just remember this. He fully, intimately identifies with you. Fully, intimately. Not just looking at you. Like he's experiencing it with you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You see, like when you look at when you look at uh, Hebrews 4, 14, okay, it goes to 14 through verse 16. This is Hebrews 4. And if some of the scriptures started becoming alive, it's like, you know, only he can do that. He says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of them. He faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Yes. <laughs> it's like he's. Very familiar with a humanness. Okay? Like so, so acquitted with it that there's not a separation. So whenever you are suffering, he's actually also going it with you. 
Okay, it's not like he's over here in heaven and he's looking down and saying, oh, I need to pray for him. Oh, Father, help. No, it's like he's walking with you in it. Okay, he's personally there with you. See, that changes your whole perspective. It changes everything about what you're going through. Because suffering is part of the world. He said, hey, listen, man, suffering is going to come. Troubles are going to come. I mean, we can't avoid that part. But the thing is, we're not walking alone in it. He's walking with us all the entire way. From beginning to end. And it should give you assurance in your heart that no matter what comes your way, he's actually there with you. Very present. Whether you feel it or don't feel it, whatever. He is very present. Right there. And while I was Standing there, and he just kept on repeating, whatever you do to the list of this, you've done it unto me. It's like you, you get that story of the good Samaritan, and you see why he got compassionate. When he says, when he talks about that story and that parable, what Jesus is doing, he's revealing his own heart to him. He's revealing the father's heart of how he looks at us. You get when he said that he felt compassion for the guy, he said, listen, that's like me laying there. All I want somebody else to do. What is a good neighbor? How do you love your neighbor as you love yourself? That guy took it upon himself because that's how he would treat himself completely. So Jesus himself says, that's exactly how I will do it for you. <clears throat> Jesus. Okay, Lord. Everybody good? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So when I'm done, I'm going to pray. And my prayer is that that you have Only these encounters that, that change your life, that make you understand his heart even more. Because that's what his desire is, is for you to understand. He wants to give you the secrets of his heart. So when you think about Moses, okay, Moses was very, very aware of God's acts. Okay, he saw them. He witnessed them. He did some of them. But the thing that Moses was very interested in was in, the father's ways. He said, I want to know your ways. Yes, I'm familiar with the acts. You're powerful. But I want to know your ways. I mean, I want to know your heart. I want you to reveal your heart. And in the midst of that, if you notice, Moses was not even there when Adam and Eve were created. But he wrote the very first five books. That means the father shared with him some secrets that no, that man will have known other than Adam, who was in the beginning when he got created. But the father revealed those things to Moses. And he shared those things with us. And the good thing is this. When Jesus say it's permitted, it's permitted for you to know the secrets of the kingdom. That means we're all included. It's not just one person. We're all included. When you hear the testimony, you take it for yourself. You take it as yours. Because we are permitted to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. 
And that compassion thing, you know, I've read it before. I've gone over and over it. But I never really, I always just thought, you know what, he just kind of feels sorry for me at times, you know, in my suffering. But no, it's completely different. That perspective has changed for me. That perspective has completely changed for me. You know those times, like in John, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, you know, and he said, uh, it's a good thing that I go away. So that the Father can send the gift, which is the Holy Spirit himself. And Jesus says, he specifically says, he will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Because he was not going to testify himself. The Holy Spirit was not going to testify himself. He was going to testify of Christ. Meaning this. He was going to take the very, he was going to help us understand what it means to walk in the nature of Christ himself. You get that one. Okay. <laughs> when the Father sent the Holy Spirit, in us we have a we have Christ DNA. Christ was the firstborn. Yes, from among the dead. We were dead. He's the firstborn from among the dead. So therefore, because of what Christ did, he gave us the power, as it says in John, he gave us the power and the right to become children of God. So, therefore, that means we have inherited a different nature, which is Christ's nature. But in that nature, we still have to discover how to walk in it. We have to discover what that looks like. So, the Holy Spirit comes in and he takes from what is the nature of Christ and helps us understand what that is. So, that way we can be the good Samaritan. So, that way we can have love the Lord with Everything we got. So therefore we can love our neighbor as our le- as ourselves, because that has to be the nature of Christ in us oozing out. Does it make sense? A little bit. So it's a good thing when Jesus said, Listen, I have more to say to you, but you can't bear it. Because you just can't bear it right now. Was he trying to say, no, I can't give you that stuff? He was saying, no, you know, you can't hold on to it. You can't bear it. It'd be too much. And that experience that I was having with the Lord at that very moment, I realized without the Holy Spirit, there's no way I'll be able to grasp anything. Like, period. There's no way I could contain it. Hold on to it. Only the Holy Spirit could take it and start teaching me this is that compassion that that good Samaritan felt. Was the compassion of Christ Himself? That's why in Scripture, when he, when He says, "And He had compassion on the, on the crowd, He had compassion on the person He was saying," that means He was absolutely identifying with what they were going through. That is the nature of Christ: is to identify with us fully. And then He wants the Holy Spirit wants to take that nature and give it. Okay, I'm not going to talk too much about that. Which is. We'll just leave it. We'll leave it there. Jesus. So I just want to read this last scripture. Then I'll be closing. Okay, this is from Matthew 25, starting from verse 34 to 40. I mean, most of you are pretty familiar with this. This is when Jesus talked about the last days. And he was talking about the future. It says, then the king 
will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, but you gave me, I was naked, you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply. Hopefully you catch that. Then these righteous ones will reply. Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So that part right there should let you know how much he identifies with us. How much he fully identifies with us. Whatever you're going through, he identifies with you fully. Amen? Amen. You know, so... So I just want to pray. I just want to. I just want to finish it. I'm not going to add nothing else to it. I think that's enough. Amen. So why don't we just stand to our feet and we? Where you at, Stacy and the and the youth worship team? Do, do you mind, Do you guys mind doing that last song again? That that last song I felt like was the Holy Spirit was on that. So, Father, I'm just going to pray. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Or Sometimes you do that in the next talk for another 10 minutes, and your hands start getting tired. <laughs> just pray. So, so just be comfortable, but let your heart be open. That part I'll tell you. Let, let your heart just be open. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you love giving us your secrets, the secrets that are in your heart. And Daddy, that secret which you show me by your compassion that is in your heart. I just ask you, Father, right now that I just release it. You give it to me freely, I give it away, Father. I give it away to each person in this room, Father. That that will enter their heart in such a powerful way that they will see their own lives different, they will see you in a different light, and they will see their neighbors in a different light. And I so thank you, Jesus, for being faithful to the Father's words. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us and helping us understand the nature of Christ that we've inherited. So this morning, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you that you just calm down with your precious presence with a precious touch and start releasing 
your very heart, your very understanding into us. Start releasing your very thoughts into our minds. Start releasing the very nature of the things that we didn't know about, the nature of Christ into us deeply. Help us go deeper into the Father's heart. Help us go deeper into finding the treasures that the Father has so held for us from the creation of the world. That that which is all is half for us, that we may walk in, that we may receive. So I just release that this morning. So as they play this song, just take a few moments just with you and the Holy Spirit. Just between you and the Holy Spirit. Just allow him to give any impartation. Allow him to touch you. Allow him to visit you. Just give him permission. The Holy Spirit is so gentle. He's always never intruding, but loves being invited. So in your own words, in your heart, you say, Holy Spirit, I invite you. Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit, I want what you have for me this morning. So you guys go ahead. So we'll just take a few of those moments.